Wonderful. Let's give Stephen a round of applause for the amazing video that he made. Uh, it's such a great video. And although uh, I asked him to make it for the sermon series, of course, these are the values of our church of St. Saviour's. So we can watch them time and time. Maybe it can go on the website if it's not already. It can go up and it'll help us to get our heads around the things that God has shown us as our values as a church. Do you need me to speak quieter? Or do you want to just turn me down? Just turn me down, boy. Uh, we've had a great day in church life today already. Uh, they got the giggles. Um, we had an amazing uh, lunch to say thank you to the lovely Lorraine Haytham uh, for the eight years that she served as our church office manager today, which was wonderful. It was rained out, but it was sunny in here. We had a wonderful time together. And today our focus is on the fourth of these key values for us as a church, that the world needs a relevant church. Ron and I both went to the dictionary when it came to preparing our talks. Uh, my dictionary <laughs> said that the word relevant is defined as relating to the matter under consideration, connected and having social significance. In other words, being relevant means that you have something to say, something to offer that matters, that makes a difference. And that is what the church should be more than anything else in the world. The church should be relevant. We should matter. We should have something, be able to offer something that makes a difference in people's lives. Unfortunately for some churches, they have become irrelevant. In other words, they seem to offer nothing to today's world. And so instead of making a difference, instead of being relevant and offering something which matters to people, many times the church just sits around talking their own language, going through their own motions, pleasing themselves, doing what they are comfortable with. The church is good at that. But the church is not intended by God to just sit around in our nice little comfort zones. The church is intended by God to go into all the world, to make followers of Jesus Christ, to reach a dying world with a relevant message of hope and of forgiveness. What the world needs is a relevant church. And as a church here at St. Saviour's, we want to bridge the gap between what we believe and how we live. Joy is going to come and help me with the what do you call them? Flip chart. The flip chart this evening. I was going to write it myself. Then I asked if she would write the first letters of each word. And she did them so beautifully. I said, could you do it? Because uh, my grotty handwriting next to her beautiful handwriting. Right. We might have to lean it against this step. Does that work? Can you see that? So we're going to look at these four letters of being real, of being real. The first word is being responsive. What's the first word? Hey, you're responsive. That's very exciting. Uh, very good. The second word for Joya. Nice. Uh, the second word is equipped. Equipped. You got it. You're catching. You're catching. The third word is authentic. You're nearly responsive still. And the fourth word is, you know this one already, loving. Loving. Amazing. Thank you very much, Joette, for your help. We're going to come back to these words a few times during the sermon, so on your toes, everybody. 
This is why our relevant value statement says this. We believe that the gospel is the most important message that anyone can hear. For this reason, we tailor our communication in ways that different people can understand and apply to their lives in the 21st century. We try to avoid using jargon. We aim to meet the real needs of people, whether they are physical or practical, emotional or spiritual. We are creative, risk-taking and surprising. I particularly love that last line, that we are creative, risk-taking and surprising. After all, the message that we have for the world is relevant. The message has not changed for 2,000 years and the message is perfect just the way it is. It is a message of hope and of forgiveness that is only found in Jesus Christ. A message that can and does make a difference. God's message is relevant for all people. There is not one person he created for which his message is not relevant. But sometimes we deliver that message in a way that is not very relevant. And that is what we as a church are seeking to avoid to do. We are to be a church that is culturally and generationally relevant with the message of Jesus Christ. It's not just about the events we run, it's not just about our services or the way our building looks, although all of that is important, but you and I are the church, not the building. So we are the ones who need to be relevant in order to fulfill God's call on our lives to go and make disciples. Relevant means we are real, we are. We are, we are, and we are amazing. A church denomination surveyed a city where it wanted to plant a new church. The survey singled on a single question, why don't you attend church? 74% of those surveyed indicated they felt no, that there was no value in attending church. No value, 74%. 34% believed that the church had no relevance to the way they lived their lives. And while the church does not exist to accommodate secular definitions of relevance, we must also face up to the dilemma framed in the lyrics of an old song. Why spend our time answering questions that nobody is asking? It is so important that we make connections with people, good connections that help people find Jesus. Answering the questions people are asking. There was an American pastor, and he had a new member of his church who went into hospital. And the hospital called the pastor and said, will you come and visit this patient? The new member of his church had recently arrived from China and could not speak English. When the pastor arrived at the hospital, he took hold of the man's hand and prayed with him. As he finished his prayer, the patient began to shout something in Chinese. The pastor didn't understand what he was saying, and the man continued in vain to try to communicate something to him. But the pastor could not understand Chinese. Within a few moments, the patient made one last attempt to communicate 
gasped for air, and then he died. The pastor was called to preach at this particular man's funeral. And during the visit with the family, the pastor repeated the phrase the man had been shouting to one of the man's relatives to see if he might be able to find out what he was saying. The relative listened, and then he gave the interpretation. Move over, you're standing on my oxygen tube, I can't breathe. (laughs) You see, there is a high cost of not understanding a generation, not doing the homework necessary to gain a fair hearing of the gospel. It is possible, it is possible, to be culturally relevant and at the same time biblically sound in our approach to the unchurched. The church has always adapted ministry and methods to the culture in which they have found themselves in. While Jesus, the Bible, and divine principles will always be with us and do not change, many other things are in a constant state of flux. Worship styles, technology, outreach methods, teaching methods, and much, much more are always being adapted to reach those who are in the church and those who are not yet in the church. Jesus preached from a boat on the Sea of Galilee, creating a natural amphitheatre. I use a tie clip mic. Paul wrote on on papyrus with a quill and ink. This week, Stephen revamped the This Week email using MailChimp, is that right? And an Apple Mac computer, none of which I'm familiar with. The early church studied from scrolls and parchments, but we have Bible apps and we can look up a passage in milliseconds. For example, you might have heard of the YouVersion Bible app. It is an amazing app that was designed out of a local church to help people engage with Christianity. It now has 927 languages supported, and over 226 million people have downloaded the Bible app. Over 5 billion minutes have been listened to on the app. This is using technology to be culturally relevant and engage people where they're at. It is so important. All those people have Bibles on their phones and their iPads and their tablets and whatever who maybe would never have had a Bible before. As a local church, we try to use our Facebook and our website and all these things to help engage with our culture and in our context. Because the church cannot minister to the people of 2016 with a methodology of designed to reach the people of the 1950s. So, what is the challenge before us? to minister to our culture without compromising our message. We're going to look at four ways tonight, if you're taking notes, it's four, uh, four ways we can answer this challenge. So number one, to meet the challenge of ministering to our culture without compromising our message, we must have a biblical worldview. A worldview is quite simply the lens through which we see our world. And whether we realise it or not, we all have a worldview. What we need to do is make sure that our worldview is in line with the Bible's. For example, 
In Galatians 3, verse 28, it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So if we are going to see people through the eyes of Jesus, if we are to have his worldview, we will not base our feelings and attitudes on a person's skin colour, nationality, language or social status. We will love everyone as God's special creation. Not only do we love these people as God's children, but we embrace them as equals. Number one, we must have a biblical worldview. Number two, to meet the challenge of ministering to our culture without compromising our message, we must be willing to embrace new methodologies. If we think back, to the time of Jesus. The Pharisees approached Jesus and they were grumbling and wondering why on earth were his disciples not fasting? Why weren't they keeping the law? And Jesus responds in Mark 2, 21 and 22. He says this, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, he pours new wine into new wineskins. These two brief parables of the old garment and the old wineskins illustrate the incompatibility of the old system of Jewish law and tradition with the new cloth and new wine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus was being questioned about the methods he used. But Jesus embraced what was new and effective for ministry. Jesus was the master of presenting the truth in a language of his culture. He used objects, seeds, soil, situational parables, coins, camels, and fig trees, all things that his audience could readily identify, you and me not so much, many of them. He referred to 18 people who had been killed by a collapsed tower. He was fresh and he was current. I doubt if it ever crossed his mind to time warp his ideas 500 years back into the past. And much of the methodology that we seek to employ does the same thing, whether it be drama or video or art or music or stories. They are to present the gospel in ways that our culture can identify with. The only way we can make a difference in the lives of those who are not yet members and make an impact in our community where there are more people sleeping in on a Sunday morning than coming to church. The only way we can find our church overflowing, brimmed, overflowing to the brim, to the brim with people, that'll do, uh, who are encountering Jesus Christ is if the church is relevant. The message is relevant, but the way we deliver it must be relevant as well so that we can win the prize of seeing people come to Christ. And so Paul says to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19 to 23, although I am free, I make myself a slave. To the Jews, 
and those under the Jewish law, I make myself a Jew so that I can be relevant and win as many Jews as possible to Christ. And to those who are not Jewish, to those who are the Gentiles, then I become relevant to them in order that I might win as many Gentiles as possible to Christ. And to those who are weak, in order to be relevant, I become weak to win as many as possible to Christ. To all people, I become all things so that by all possible means, I might save some. In other words, Paul is saying, despite his background, despite what he was comfortable with, despite what he liked and what he was used to, he decided he would do whatever it takes to make sure that all people heard the message of hope and of forgiveness. The relevant message stays the same, but the way I deliver it becomes different depending on who I am trying to reach, and that is our call to share God's relevant message in a way that people of this community and beyond can understand and accept it. What our community needs is a relevant church. To follow Paul's example, of course, is not easy. We can only adapt to and minister to our culture when we make it an absolute commitment to do so, just as Paul did. Our culture is radically changing before our very eyes. Let's be ready for it with the gospel of Christ. Number three, we meet the challenge of ministering to our culture without compromising our message. We must be creative and relevant in worship. Psalm 149 verse one says, praise the Lord, sing a new song to the Lord. We can have relevant worship. We can sing songs and organize our services in such a way that anybody can come and be led to a place where they can worship and encounter Jesus. The songs we sing every Sunday and the way that the services are organized is not something that just happens by accident. It might seem so sometimes, but it isn't. Every song is chosen for a reason. It is prayed over, it is chosen for a reason. The order of the service is put together for a reason because we're aiming to make the entire service relevant, to create a service that will make a difference in the lives of those who come and take part in it. We want the songs we sing to matter, to make sense, to lead you to worship the living God. We want the sermon to matter, to make sense, and to lead you into a better relationship with God. Martin Luther understood the need for relevant worship. And when Luther was ministering to the churches, for the most part, they were singing Gregorian chants, which the people didn't understand and didn't like. And Luther thinks, goodness me, I've got to do something about this. So do you know what he did? Some of you probably do. He went out to the bars the clubs and the nightclubs of his time, he went into the bars and he listened to the music they were listening to. And he put Christian words to the melodies in the bar. He thought that as people stumbled out of the bar late on Saturday night and maybe stumbled into church on a Sunday morning, at least they would recognise the music and there'd be a connection for them. You see, those first hymns that were written were on the cutting edge 
of that time. They were contemporary, they were relevant, and they made sense. Probably, there were some people sitting in the churches over 100 years ago saying, oh, you know, these young people today, you know, with these new hymns, why? They're just becoming right like the world, aren't they? But they were wrong. When the hymns were written over a century ago, they were being relevant to the people they were trying to reach to. We need to do the same thing today. We need to have relevant worship that matters that makes sense, that people understand, that makes a difference in people's lives. And so when you're talking to other people about church, will you let them know that worshipping with God's people can make a difference to our lives? It can make a difference when our hearts are hurting. It can make a difference when we're searching, when we need hope, when we're looking for answers. Finally, number four, to meet the challenge of ministering to our culture without compromising our message, we need relevant ministries. How else can this Church of St. Saviours in Sunbury be relevant? The work we do in this community must make a difference to people's lives. The question we must be constantly asking ourselves is what can we do to be most effective in sharing God's relevant message of love, of hope and of forgiveness to the people of Sunbury and beyond? What is the most effective way of sharing the good news with the children, the young people, the families, the lonely, the elderly of our local area? We certainly can learn from the past, but we must live in the present and strive for a future of relevant ministry. A wonderful example we caught at the beginning of our service in that CAP video. Talk about making a difference. Talk about being relevant. Ministry done with the love of Jesus Christ. Ministry that makes a difference in people's lives. That is the kind of ministry we need to continually be a part of. And of course, this church can be relevant through you and I living relevant lives. We must live our lives in a way that's going to make a difference in the lives of others, reaching out to people with the love of God. Just ask yourself for a moment, who is your life relevant to? Does your life make a difference for Christ in other people's lives? Are you loving people, caring for people, reaching out to people in a way that shows them the love of Christ? Because the greatest way this church can be relevant is when the people of this church live relevant lives on a daily basis. When we live our lives in such a way that people can see Christ burning brightly in our hearts. Because relevant means we are real. We are... After all, that is the way that Christ 
lived his life and made a difference in other people's lives. From the outcast leper whom he touched to the adulterous woman to whom he showed tremendous grace and compassion. From the despised tax collector to the zealous Jew. From the blind, crippled and lame to the Samaritan, the Jew and the Gentile. All were impacted by the life of Jesus. His life mattered to people. But even more than his life, his death truly made a difference in my life and in yours. Such a relevant Christ demands a relevant church. A church that is willing to share God's relevant message of hope and of forgiveness in such a way that this community and beyond cannot ignore it. So let's live relevant lives because relevant means we are real, we are responsive, we are equipped, we are authentic and we are loving to all those around us. And the challenge this evening is to have a biblical worldview, to embrace new methodologies, to be relevant, creative, risk-taking and surprising in our worship and in our ministries as a local church. Let's stand as we pray and the band are going to come and lead us as we respond. Let's stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your incredible message that is relevant to every person of every generation of all times in the history, in the present, in the future. We thank you for the message of hope and of forgiveness and of love that you have given us. And Lord, we want to pray as a church here at St Saviour's that you would come now by the power of your Holy Spirit to anoint our lives that we might be bringers of this relevant message to all we meet on our daily, in our daily lives. And Lord, we pray that you would come and send your Holy Spirit to anoint the ministry and the worship of this place to be relevant to all those who might come and join us. Holy Spirit, come. Lead and guide us. Come, Holy Spirit. And Lord, we want to take this opportunity this evening of asking you to come and reignite our hearts on fire with love for you again. As we think about this incredible message of hope that you have given to us. Set our hearts on fire with love for you, Lord Jesus. We pray that nothing, that nothing would stop us from growing in you, from falling more in love with you, for wanting to become more like you and for wanting to serve you day by day. Holy Spirit, come. Set our hearts on fire with love for you and love for others. We ask in Jesus' name.